This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. The words of Dan Schulman on ESPN Radio last night. Let's get the words of Keyshawn Johnson this morning. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Bart Scott is in for Jay this morning. Jay's got a little bit of a tooth ailment. He will be back with us as soon as possible. Jay, get healthy. Get on the mend. Key, get me up to speed on what you think about your Dodgers. Now a little bit Mm. of a dogfight here in the World Series tied to one apiece. Well, it's not really a dogfight. I think it's... it's, it's, You don't think so? They showed up, man. They watched watched the show, man. Don't be giving them motivation, Key. Not a dogfight. I look at... The way that Blake Snell was dealing last night, uh, we got to him in the fifth a little bit too late when we started to chip away at that thing. And then when you look at what we got going on the mound for us tomorrow and Walker Bueller, I think that that for us is our ace, obviously. Kershaw is there, but Walker Bueller is taking over the ace spot. We just got to do what we've done in the past is allow our runners and our uh, allow our batters to advance our runners. Okay, well, get us on base. That's all we need to do. Once we get on base – we get going, we get cooking, we get hot. So you're just not going to put no respect on Charlie Morton's name like that. Charlie, well, Morton, not, isn't, Charlie Morton has been – you talk about Snell. Snell has struggled man. a little bit during, during this playoffs. Charlie Morton is the guy that's been, that's been pitching better. You know, he's been their ace. So, I mean, you, when he's on, he's tough to hit, man. He got all the pitches. Yeah, but I'm not worried about him. Okay. I'm not worried about him. I know you're on the left coast, but, you know, because, I, because I have to talk about the Yankees all the time, I, I know this man very, very well. He's been doing his thing, man. You should be a little concerned, Key. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. It's baseball. You got seven games. and it, It's baseball. It's, what happens is you, we, I never expected for us to sweep them. There's no question about it. Uh, we certainly yanked our guy, like I said, we would do in Gaslin. We would, we would get him out of there as, as quick as possible. And as you saw, Dave Roberts didn't play around, snatched him out, ran out, ran out that dugout full speed. Come on, man, give me that ball. You go sit down somewhere. Rays go three deep, though. That's the thing. They got three. We're going to get to them. Don't three worry. Aces. Remember where Charlie was with the Astros, man. We're going to get to them. Don't worry about it. All right, so last couple notes in case you were wondering what Key was mentioning. Uh, Tony Gonsolin, their starter last night, the 26-year-old. Key predicted he'd go about one and two-thirds innings. He went one and a third, so good call there, Key. And then Dave Roberts. Streaking out of the dugout like Michael Johnson with those gold Nikes in the Olympics <laughs> to make sure he could pull him out of the game as quickly as possible. Don't Bart- you throw another pitch! <laughs> and to Bart's point, Charlie Morton is a great big game pitcher. Snell, you're right, four and two thirds yeah. yesterday, 2018 Cy Young Award winner. He's a young guy. Morton, though, has been on the mound for the biggest of games, including recording the final out when the Astros beat the Dodgers Cheaters. in Game 7 mm-hmm. a couple years ago. So now he'll face the Dodgers with another team. Off day-to-day, only the fifth day this postseason, that there is no baseball. Game 3 tomorrow, ESPN Radio, 730 Eastern. Last word from Mark Teixeira. It's Game 2, so it's not like a must-win for the Rays. But as Key said, when you take a look at the lineups and what the Dodgers offer from a firepower perspective, the Rays had to have that one last night to stay alive. I don't think that the Rays could have come back from a 2-0 deficit. And it doesn't mean they're not a good team. It's just they don't have the firepower that the Dodgers do. You saw what the Dodgers did being down 3-1. 
to the Atlanta Braves, you know, they can throw everything they have at you and, and come back from deficits. I'm just not sure if the Rays are built that way. So this was a huge win and, and a huge night for Brandon Lau, considering he had been struggling and then came up with two big home runs. I think I'm listening to Mark to share on this one. But they got the one that they wanted that they needed to get. He said they couldn't come back from 0-2. They ain't going to be able to come back from 2-1 either. All right, man. I'm telling you, watch out for Mort, man. That's a bad man. He'll be on the bump tomorrow uh, opposite Walker Bueller, who is the Dodgers' bad man probably now for the next decade or so. Like I said, it did. A bad man. Say it with your chest. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Brandon Lau, two home runs last night, $1.5 million, and he was a million-dollar performer last night in just one game for Tampa. Incredible. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Quoting, home insurance just got easier with Progressive's home quote explorer. Quote and buy all online at Progressive.com. Let's talk a little NFL. So the good thing about having these uh, games that we play when we have new guys here like Bart Scott, the 11-year NFL vet, in for J. Will we name the game simply and appropriately. So take it or shake it is either take it or leave it. And uh, take your pick, I think, is even more self-explanatory <laughs> than that. So, fellas, let's go get going with the NFL matchups. Take your pick between these quarterbacks. Mm. Key, let's start it out. A couple struggling teams, but a couple of talented QBs. Matt Stafford versus Matt Ryan. I'm going to go with Matt Ryan in this one. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm picking the game that way, but I, I certainly am picking Matt Ryan to, to somehow – duel against Stafford and get the best of the numbers side of the equation. Now, here's the interesting thing. Which one of these two are going to be back with their team Mm. next season? That's a great question. What do you think? He's going to go with Stafford here. What do you think? with Detroit, man. Come on, man. I'm going with Stafford. Of course, Stafford right? is, listen, Stafford is the best quarterback that nobody knows about because he can't shake the stink off of the Detroit Lions and what that organization has been traditionally through his career. But he's an elite quarterback. He, when he's on, he's top 10. Only thing that has derailed him in his career is his health. I think him and Galladay, he's a guy that makes everybody around him better. Like Mike Tannenbaum says, he's a force multiplier. Yep, that makes everybody around him better. Force multiplier, Kenny Galladay is who Bart was mentioning there. And the Falcons have looked totally different since the departure of Dan Quinn, even though it's just been a game or so. No, Julio. Julio looked hurt. Yeah, he's been hurt most of the season. Battle of the Buckeye State with a Buckeye quarterback, Kirk Herbstreit, joining us at the bottom of the hour. These two Buckeye quarterbacks, Cleveland's Baker Mayfield, Cincinnati's Joe Burrow, Second meeting of the season. Should be many more down the line here, Key. You know, Joe Burrow uh, has been playing for a rookie pretty good football. He, he, he certainly has. Baker Mayfield, in that first outing against Cincinnati, didn't play all that well. Uh, you know, just kind of pedestrian at best. I think when you look at it, though, he's got a little heat on his back. He comes out swinging again this week. And I think he'll get the best of from a number standpoint of Joe Burrow. No, Joe Burrow is a guy who has complete trust of his team and the coaching staff. They will put the game in his hands. You know, you talk about last week being up 21 nothing on the coach. You know, he's a guy that, you know, is beyond his years. Oh, that's right. He's older than Lamar Jackson. Like this isn't a – even though he's a young quarterback in the NFL, he's not a young guy. He's mature beyond his years, and it reflects in his play because he plays like a guy that's – understands how to play football and a guy that spent four years in college. I'm going with Burrow. It was a week two matchup. The first round went to Baker Mayfield. And speaking of the Colts, you mentioned that 
game against Indy. DeForest Buckner, the great defensive stud of the Colts, will join us here in just a couple of minutes. Roethlisberger and Tannehill in the battle of undefeated. Key, take your pick. Ben, Big Ben. I'm going with Big Ben. I think, you know, they found a guy in Chase Claypool that they like to get the football to. They can put up big numbers against this defense, even though the defense of Tennessee has played well. The style in which Tennessee wants to play from an offensive output is not pushing the ball down the field. It's more about running with with Henry playing defense. And when Tannehill needs to make a play or two throwing the ball, they allow him to do that. Therefore, his numbers will not be what Ben's numbers will be. Well, Ben is going to be a guy. He's a guy that I feel like if Henry's going and they're behind, Ben is going to go to his no huddle. And, and when he does that, he's in his, in his mode. He's going to be able to move the ball up and down the field. I think Tannehill is going to have a tougher day because of the, the outstanding play of Bud Dupree and T.J. Watt on the outside really pulling him up and not allowing him to do these boots and waggles in which he thrive off play action. No quarterback thrives more off of play action than Ryan Tannehill. So I think you know they're going to have concerted effort. The concern is the fact that they're down a stud, and I think Devin Bush you know, from the middle, who they lost last year. So it's going to be – uh, you know, uh, concerted effort to try and protect them, and Derrick Henry can eat. Devin Bush, great inside linebacker, kid from Michigan, out for the year, torn ACL. Rodgers, Watson, take your pick, Keith. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers bounces back. I mean, you know, relax, all of that now comes back into play. I, when you look at it, that defense of, of the Texans just keep giving up the goods after surrendering leads. I know Romeo Cornell had a questionable two-point conversion in the game last week, but when you look at it, you got to think that Aaron Rodgers is p- going to put up some eye-popping numbers against that secondary of the Houston Texans, despite who's catching the ball. Yeah, in the words of Shaq, this is going to be the barbecue chicken alert when you talk about you, know, you talk about A.A. Ryan and, and his ability to do damage coming off of a loss. You know, he's a guy that I feel like is in his mold. He's playing with that chip on his shoulder. You know, the fact that they drafted the first-round uh, quarterback, you know, to be his eventual replacement, he understands that, you know, he's going to prove a point. He's going to bounce back against this porous Houston defense. Speaking of defense, the defensive stud DeForest Buckner, I mentioned from the Colts here in just one second, they're on the bye. What's it like for an NFL player during a bye week in this unprecedented 2020 season. We'll get to him in just a second. Let's fire through the last two because these are both juicy key. Real quick, Murray, Wilson, Wilson. Kyler, Wilson. Wilson's easy. Kyler Murray, I mean, you saw his numbers against Dallas. But that, but that 180-yard bomb, that's it. Other than that, he'd have like 50 yards throwing. I mean, if I'm a fantasy, um, you know, fantasy owner, I'm taking Murray because you talk about I said it early, man. This is the Legion without a boom. They're giving up over 400 yards on the offense. Now, can Russell Wilson, you know, best him? Yes. But I think that Murray's going to have a lot of flashy plays because they don't have anybody that can stay with him, that can mirror him. And he's going to be able to make those off-schedule plays out of the pocket and in the pocket. And the numbers, Key said Murray's numbers, yeah, they were against the Cowboys, but Wilson's numbers cannot be debated. The Seahawks, the most important number of all, 5-0 and for the first time in franchise history. And then my game of the week, I'm kind of the lone wolf on this one. I love the story. Jimmy G back in Foxborough to take on Cam and the Pats. What could have been versus what is. Take your pick. Cam damn Newton. That's my pick. I mean, it, it, he's going to bounce back off the two-interception game against the Denver Broncos, your Denver Broncos. Yes. Uh, and, and I think Jimmy G will play well. I think Jimmy G will, will, will do what he does. He won't have the performance that he had last week. If anybody knows Jimmy G in the National Football League, who do you think it is? Bill Belichick? Exactly. 
Bart, what do you say? I mean, I'm going, I'm going with Cam, man. Like, I think Cam, you know, bounces back. I think he puts it on his shoulders. I think he runs the ball. I think he does a lot of damage with his legs. I think, they, they, you know, the Patriots is going to resemble the team that they were the first week when they had a lot of, you know, quarterback powers. You look at Jimmy G, he's a limited quarterback, you know, and, and he's really struggling. This team, you know, is winning despite him, not because of him. And, you know, with the, the lack of running game, it puts it in his, in his hands. I think Bill Belichick and the Patriots sell out on being able to stop the run and, and knowing that Jimmy G can't beat them. And that is Take Your Pick. In moments, we'll be joined by DeForest Buckner, the Colts' defensive tackle. want to get your thoughts on a quarterback that isn't playing this week, so we can't really take your pick because in this particular situation, the Colts are on the bye, so we're not going to see Phillip Rivers this week. Early on in the season, People thought, I don't know, one year, $25 million, stopgap. Was it really that bad with what they had going a year ago? They bring him in. Suddenly, last couple games, he's come to life. We'll talk to his teammate, DeForest Buckner, here in a second. But what have you made on Phillip Rivers, a one-year, $25 million deal? We've seen some good. We've seen some bad. What do you think? Well, we, we thought it would be a marriage made in heaven uh, because of his, uh, you know, his familiarity with Frank Wright and that system, being able to take it to the next level. Now, you know, Phillip Rivers, what you always have to watch is he's a gunslinger, and sometimes he can go through these streaks where he has just bad interception throws. Uh, it's going to be more on him now than it was before because of the injury to the running back. So, you know, they're going to have to figure, you know, things out. But I think he's starting to get more comfortable in the skin to understand that he doesn't have to do everything. He has, they have a tremendous defense around him. He's more of a finishing piece. He doesn't have to carry this team. So I think the fact that he doesn't have to carry this team, he's not under the, the, the stress that he was when he was with um, the Chargers. I think this allows him to get a little bit more comfortable understanding that he can burp the baby a little bit back there because he won't be getting <laughs> hit in the back of his head as soon as he hits, plants his fifth step. I would have never signed him. Never signed him. Never would have signed Jacoby him. Jacoby Brissett? I would have just continued to roll Jacoby Brissett out. Brissett was playing well last year. He had a little bit of a hiccup. And then outside of that, though, the dude was playing well. I mean, it, it, you're basically in the same position that you were in with Jacoby Brissett last year. Right now, at this point in the season, you're kind of in the same spot. So I don't know that you upgraded. In fact, I don't believe that you've upgraded that position by giving a guy $25 million. I certainly understand why you did it because of Frank Wright's relationship at coaching him up. But that system that's in Indiana, Indiana, Indianapolis, right. is the same system that he was in with the Chargers. In San and Diego you, back and, then. and you yeah. saw what he was doing with the Chargers, handing the ball to the other team. And yes, interceptions have been a problem, as Kia said. Frank Reich there running the offense in San Diego before they moved to Los Angeles. So the kinship is there. Let me ask you this. Phillip Rivers is, if you take a look at the stats, Bart, he is the most statistically accomplished quarterback <laughs> yeah. to never play in the Super Bowl. Yes. He's thrown for over 60,000 yards. The most yes. statistically accomplished quarterback ever yeah. to not play in the Super Bowl. Is he a Hall of Famer? I believe so. Uh, I believe he's, he's not first ballot. But I believe when you think about that whole class, you think about Ben Roethlisberger, he has the Super Bowls to back it up. You think about a couple uh, Eli Manning, he a has the Super Bowls to back it up. But you think about production. He's been right there, and it's just been unfortunate that he was on the wrong side, right? He was on the, in the AFC, it where where where's the where's the you know where the Patriots just have been dominant. Another Charger great though of all time never played in the Super Bowl was Dan Fox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. he was threw for a million yards, a million too. yards. It just happens, right? I mean, it, it it happens. I I he's certainly a Hall of Famer, much like Bart said. I don't believe that for whatever first battle, second battle, whatever they all. They all in the room with the goat jackets on together. You get in four years before me, 
I'm still in, right? I mean, that's that's the way that I've always looked at it. A guy goes first ballot and a guy goes later on. We all got gold jackets. What's the difference? From all the fellas you talked to, and I know you guys talked to a million guys around the league, the Colts are in a bye week this week. Yeah. Uh, this is obviously a season unlike any other in yeah. the 101-year history of the National Football League. From the Jets you talked to, from your other teammates, current guys that you still know around the league, how are guys managing a bye week, a team like the Colts is this week, one of four on the bye? Virtual vacation, baby. <laughs> virtual vacation. You can go to Cabo on your TV well, screen. Well, well, listen, but, but it's Close still, your eyes and go in your backyard. You're everywhere. <laughs> you know, exactly. Well, there's still places that you can go. You know what I mean? A lot of people just decide, I don't know why anybody would want to go to Florida right now with the, with the spike. But, you know, you see people still traveling. It's ways you can go and you can get your own private villa and you can get the weather and get the relaxation without necessarily being around somebody. Understand, these guys have the resources to be able to get a villa Grab some, grab, take, you know, you, you, take, you, you know, you take, it's your, so funny, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You take, you take your people with you, you get a private chef, and then boot bada bing, bada boom. Zubin goes villa. Villa. I live yeah. in a 465 foot, 463, I think, or 465. But, I'll upgrade. Bro, Square bro, foot apartment. Bro, but your That's view, but your you, view, bro. You decided to do that. That was on you. You didn't have to be in 465. If I close my eyes, can I be in my villa, in my studio apartment? Yeah, can I be clo- in a villa? If you close your eyes. Get the virtual put, glasses, man. Put on some Caribbean music. You close your eyes and just say, I'm in my villa. I need my rum punch. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. You know, Keisha. that's what I, I told uh, told my wife once when she was complaining about vacation. I said, go in the backyard and close your eyes and put a drink there. You're everywhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line were asking you this morning. By the way, on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line, Kirk Herbstreet, the return of the Big Ten. And Herbie returns to KJZ in 13 minutes to talk about it. Ohio State, national championship contender, Justin Fields, Heisman contender. Yeah. They got Nebraska coming up this weekend. We'll talk to Herbie about the return of his old league we're asking you on the dr pepper call in line today the browns fill in the blank what's the deal they're four and two baker says they feel like they're zero and six they got bookended they got shellacked by baltimore in week number one they just got shellacked by pittsburgh we've had plenty of people weighing again 888-ESPN 888-729-3776 or on the dr pepper twitter feed at key j and z what i didn't uh mention i'd be uh, remiss if i didn't mention we've had a lot of listeners call in we've taken some tweets but we haven't actually gotten your opinion on what the answer to this is. So let's get you guys rolling. Again, hit us up, KeyJNZ on Twitter or 888-ESPN. Key, it's as simple as this. The Browns are fill in the blank. A wild card playoff team. That's what they are. I, I strongly believe that. I, I, I think that the, they're, just, they're that team, and every couple years there's a team that everybody wants to attack mm-hmm. from a negative standpoint because, you know, that's what it is. I remember when we played – I don't. You may. I don't think you were in the league at that time. We played the Pittsburgh Steelers and uh, uh, what was the safety's name? What, what Fa- Fa- Flower Fowler. It's a safety. You wasn't in the league yet, yeah, but he yeah. called us paper champions because every single year mm. we was always, you know, the hype machine. Yeah, yeah. It was, we had all the stars, rock star players, yep. and and we would at the end of the season we get bounced, and yeah. he would call us paper champions. Wow. Yeah, so it's always a team that people going to go after every couple years, right? It's always the Dallas Cowboys people going to pick on yeah. because that's what it is. Or it's always the New England Patriots, even though they go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. They're cheaters, they're this, they're that. That's just part of it. And I think, honestly, the Cleveland Browns are a wild-card-type playoff team. They just got to be able to figure out how to stay consistent. They're too inconsistent. 
They they run up on these other teams and they pound them and beat them. And then when they see the Baltimore's and Pittsburgh to the world, they wind up losing. They got to get over that hump. Bart, fill in the blank. Well, to Key's point, a wild card team. You know what I mean? They're, they're good, not great. They're a team that if you sleep on them, they have the ability and the capability to, to upset you. You know what I mean? You, when you get to the playoffs, you just got to be the best team that day. You don't necessarily have to be the best team. I would know that because, you know, the, the long playoff runs I've went on, I was a wild card team, whether it was with Baltimore, whether it was with, with the Jets. You know, it's one of those teams. They have the formula. They, they, can, they just got to play a little better on defense, and they, and they need their quarterback. Like, we needed Mark just to make some plays when he asked to. They're going to be a team that's going to have to win a game that's tight. They're not going to blow anybody out. They may have to pull out gadgets but they can't ask too much of their quarterback. The, the other teams, you know, Ben Roethlisberger-led team, you know, the Russell Wilson, they can ask more of their, of their quarterbacks because they are legitimate stars. He's just a good, solid player that can play well in spurts, but while players are, are not superstars, it's because they can't give it those type of performances on a consistent basis. And let's be honest, both of those guys saying they're a wild-card team, and the fact of the matter is – Leaf Leaf Flower. Oh, we found oh, it. Leaf Flower. We found yeah. it. Yeah. We Lee found flower. it. We got the staff back there working hard for sure. We should mention, relative to expectations, they have the NFL's longest playoff drought. So if Keyshawn Johnson and Bart Scott, both NFL vets, say this is a wild card playoff team, despite it's everything happening. It's a spot happening, this year, too. It's despite everything that's happening. If you get the longest playoff drought in the NFL and these two experts are saying they're a wild card playoff team, Take it. No matter Doesn't mean they're going to make it. We just right. saying that's the team now. <laughs> Don't hold us to it. <laughs> right. That's just what the makeup of the team is, five, a potential wild card type team. Five games away. Yeah. They, five or four games, they get to eight in this, in this environment, they'll make the playoffs. And Bart referencing their four and two record four would get them to eight and five as a uh, nine win team. And you would think that could possibly get a wild card. Remember, there's an extra spot available this yep. year in the playoffs. So you so would they imagine would get that spot. in seventh place, you could have a nine win team. And they certainly. should take that. Absolutely. Take that seventh place, stick it in the back pocket, and keep it moving. NFL's longest playoff drought could be over, but the guys reserve the right to change their minds if needed. Still to come, what does having the Big Ten back mean for college football? Kirk Herbstreet with that answer. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched 
with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Friday, better late than never. The Big Ten is back. Two school leaders are epidemiologists, so you understand why they were the first to postpone, but better late than never. They're back. And Kirk is back on KJNZ. He is the host of the college football podcast with Herbie Pollock and Nagandi, and of course, our lead college football analyst. You'll see Kirk and company live from Minnesota, game day, 9 a.m. Eastern on ESPN, and then Saturday night football as the Gophers welcome Michigan to town, 7.30 Eastern on ABC. Good morning, Kirk. First things first, what does it mean for college football as a whole, that the Big Ten is back? Well, I think, good morning, guys. I, I think it's it's big. I mean, having done this since uh, whenever we started, I can't remember if it was late August or, or September, you know, I think the, the the rest of the college football world that's been playing is, is at week eight. But to be candid, you know, traveling around the country and doing college game day, and it's, you know, it's it's not been our traditional college game day to say the least, you know, with our fans and signs and kind of the craziness that's, that's associated with uh, that show. And I've just felt just the, as a fan, you know, I've called games with Clemson and all, a lot of sec teams, but it just does feel like the sport has had one foot in one foot out a little bit with, without the big 10 and some of those big uh, brands not playing on Saturdays. So this is a, this with that, in mind, for me anyway, I do feel like this is big. You know, we've finally gotten to October 24th, and eventually we'll get to November 7th, and we'll get the, the Pac-12 brands back involved. But um, we've made the most of it at this point. Everybody, I think, in the sport is trying. Uh, but, but getting Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State and Wisconsin and all these brands back playing, I think, is, uh, is exciting. Kirk Herbstreit joins us on the Shell Pinzoil Performance Line, brought to you by Shell VP V Power Nitro Plus Premium Gas Line. Uh, big Boss, now that you're looking at the Big Ten coming back, how do you feel, Kirk, that the Big Ten handled everything? Um, you know, I think you and I talked maybe about a month ago about mm-hmm. that, and you know, I think that. Uh, I don't want to speak for Kevin Warren, but you know, I think they had to do what they had to do at the time. I think a lot of us looked at it like it was a little bit premature to, to pull the plug when they did um, with te- the testing protocols that were changing rapidly. And I think at the end of the day, Dr. Jim Borchers, uh, who's from Ohio State, had a lot to do with talking to the, uh, the, the chancellors and the presidents about kind of the, the new approach that the Big Ten was willing to, to focus on. And I, I think at that point, they felt satisfied that they could move forward. But I think a lot of people thought, man, why wouldn't they have just done that in the first place, as opposed to needing Dr. Borchers and others to kind of come in and, and save the day? So um, it's easy to look back at things, hindsight being twenty twenty. I think Kevin Warren, who was put in a very tough spot, I think I just heard Locke saying that when I came on, you know, unprecedented times. Um, you know, here he walks right in. He's just trying to get familiar with his office, and he and he gets this pan, you know, this world, uh, worldwide pandemic, and he's got to try to make a decision of what he wants to do. And I think he took a lot of heat, but I think he can only do what his his presidents and chancellors allowed him to do. And 
you know, there were some hot spots regarding the, the virus, uh, a little bit more extreme than others within the Big Ten footprint. So they they ultimately got it back. Uh, we have a start date. And, you know, you guys know what's different with the Big Ten is these players are testing daily. And, you know, like what Nick Saban went through last week, he tested positive, And then it ended up being a, a false positive. He went through three or four other tests after that. And you guys saw him on the sidelines, and and I asked uh, uh, some doctors that within the Big Ten about that, and they said, yeah, we don't have that policy. If if you test positive, and it's, even if it's a false positive, if you f- test positive, you're done three weeks. Mm. And so that's something to keep in mind. Uh, it's kind of a tightrope, you know, the very small margin of error for these players and coaches. Uh, so if anybody does test positive, they will not have that benefit of well, well, maybe it was a false positive. Can I test again? It's you're out. You're out for three weeks. So that that's part of uh, what they had to do in order for the the presidents and chancellors to to green light this. But that's something to keep in mind as you watch Big Ten play. You know, you're one positive test away of Justin Fields or whoever uh, from being out for three weeks on a very short season to begin with. Herbie, outside Buckeye Nation, who are the other legit contenders uh, that can compete for the Big Ten? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think Penn State, James Franklin's done a really good job. I know he's lost some players, but I think he's shown staying power, you know, despite losing uh, marquee players like Saquon Barkley, Trace McSorley. You know, he's proven through recruiting and development to, to be able to plug in new players. Um, so, you know, Ohio State plays Penn State next week on the 31st. That'll be, a, that'll be an interesting test for both those teams. But I think Penn State's always a, a team that's up there. Yeah, you guys know how how it is with Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. You know, people talk about what he's not been able to accomplish. Uh, I was on a Zoom with with uh, Coach yesterday and with his coordinators, and they're 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 quietly very optimistic about Joe Milton, their their new quarterback. I don't know if you guys have seen this guy mm-hmm. uh, play, but but he'll get unveiled to the country uh, on Saturday night. He's about six five, two hundred and forty five pound guy that runs a four six. And Josh Gaddis likes to spread people out. They got four backs that could play at a lot of places. The big question with them is outside of Ronnie Bell at receiver, who has some experience, they're, they're breaking in an entire new group of receivers. So it'll be exciting to kind of see that group of, of young players and see now that they get their chance to step up. So, but they, they're they're right there. I've always felt that Michigan's with Harbaugh, they've just been a quarterback away from really taking that next step. So I'm, I'm pumped to see how Joe Milton does for them. I mean, th- those three teams, obviously Ohio State a notch above, but Penn State, Michigan. And I think in the West, I, I still like Wisconsin. You know, I, I know that Wisconsin probably doesn't get the uh, the, the national recognition that, that they deserve for what they've done over the last five to eight years. But uh, that, that brand is about as consistent as any. And, I, you know, I've got Minnesota playing Michigan Saturday night with P.J. Flex, so I'm, I'm kind of excited to see where they are as well. I'm glad that you brought up um, Harbaugh because, you know, it's a lot of questions about his future, his inability to, to beat Ohio State, and if this yeah. has been a success story or if it ha- has he under-delivered. And, you know, the realms that he may want to come back to the pro ranks. What are you hearing about, about Harbaugh? Yeah, I mean, I think he loves where he is. You know, Bart, I think the fact he played there, he played for Bo, um, was a legend in his own right. You know, when he came back, I think it was December of 14, and he was at that presser, and he put that Michigan hat on. 
I think all of the Michigan fan base was like, you know what, we, we can't bring Bo Schimbeckler back, but this is about as good as it gets. Are you kidding me? We got Jim Harbaugh as our head coach. I think that was the – across the entire board, that's how everyone felt. Well, here we are. He's going on his – I believe it's his sixth year now, and, and he's obviously had some great moments, great successes, <clears throat> but they've, they've struggled against Ohio State. I think they're 0-5. They've struggled against ranked teams up in the top ten. They've not done well in bowl games. And so that, that same fan base, it was like, man, this is it. We got our guy. Now it's like, oh, man, he can't win the big game. You know how fans are, right? So I, I don't think he's thinking of going to the league. I, I think he feels like he has his dream job. Um, it would help to be able to get over the hump and, and win some of these bigger games, obviously. But uh, to be truthful, you know, when I watched him against – you know, the Alabamas in a bowl game last week, Ohio State, you know, on an annual basis, um, Penn State at times. What, what, what I see besides the quarterback play is the, the game in college football is really more and more about playing in space. It, it's more about the ability to, to get yards after the catch, catch a, a simple eight-yard hitch, shake a corner, and get down the sidelines and make an eight-yard gain, all of a sudden a 25- or 30-yard gain. You see these elite teams like Alabama. Jalen Waddell, he catches a pass, shakes the guy who's in man coverage, boom, he's down the sidelines. And Michigan hasn't had that ability to do that. Now, they, they, they seem to think this new wave of receivers uh, can provide that, but I would just say playmaking ability athleticism, defending in space, defending Ohio State or defending Alabama. You know, that, that's the other challenge in college football today. The elite teams, Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, they have that ability. And I think that's what I feel is still a work in progress. And, and we'll see if, if again, Michigan – uh, can take steps in that direction uh, as we watch them Saturday night. Fascinating distinction, the separation point between those teams and Michigan, who's trying to get to that level. The most instructive thing Herbie said, keep in mind those coronavirus tests, it's actually affecting week number one. Purdue is going to take on Iowa. Purdue's highly regarded head coach Jeff Brom has coronavirus. He's going to miss the game. His brother, Brian, who's the co-offensive coordinator, will take over. So even before the Big Ten is kicked off, they've got some coronavirus issues. Kirk, thanks a lot. We'll see you Saturday morning and Saturday night. Yep, you guys have a great week. Great talking to you. Same to you, Kirk. Thanks very much. Still to come, we will talk to Adam Schefter, who will unveil every single team that is pursuing Mm. Antonio Brown. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All those voices leaving no stone unturned for a guy that at the age of 32 has all world talent, just can't keep it 
together. Antonio Brown missing the first eight weeks, not first eight games. Distinction there with the bye. So if anybody wants him, it can come sooner rather than later. You heard Adam Schefter there say Seattle is interested. It's a pleasure to welcome the NFL's best insider back to Key J and Z. Adam, good morning. Besides Seattle, who are the other teams in the mix kicking the tires and looking at A.B.? Well, Zubin, let me just say that I think there are teams that are monitoring and assessing the situation and deciding whether or not it's worth it for them to make a move here. I can tell you this. Seattle is a team that definitely is doing its diligence and definitely has some interest in making a move. And Russell Wilson and Geno Smith, the two Seahawks quarterbacks, worked out with Antonio Brown during the offseason. They've stayed in contact with him. They're trying to figure out how they can get it done. There are some obstacles to get through here. They have not even started a contract negotiation yet. So who knows what happens there? But to me, it should not be difficult to get done. You have Antonio Brennan wants to come play and prove his worth. You have a Seahawks team that wants him to come play and prove his worth and value. And so we'll see how that shakes out uh, over time. Again, like I said, I think there are other teams monitoring the situation, checking in. I can tell you that there is some interest, but... The idea here is if and when he does get reinstated after week eight, he could be ready to play as soon as week nine. And I think teams like Seattle are positioning themselves to be ready if and when that happens so that he could step in and play right away. Keep in mind that there is the COVID testing issue that he would have to get through. So if there's a team out there that wants to get a deal done with Antonio Brown, like Seattle, it would bring him in next week to go put him through the COVID testing And obviously, you'd have to be far enough along on the contract to go make that happen. Adam, what's been the reaction around the league about the benching of uh, Fitzpatrick in bringing in Tua to start in Miami? Well, Key, I think people are surprised that it happened now. Nobody's surprised that Tua is taking over. That's not any surprise at all, right? We all knew this day was coming. But with as well as Fitzy was playing with the fact that the Dolphins' record was 3-3, three and three, they have a playoff site in their view, I think people thought that they would continue to ride Fitzy. And that's why it's a surprise it happened now. But look, the Dolphins see two at practice every day. They know what they have. And I think what they really believed is, if he was good enough to get in against the Jets last week, then he's good enough to play now. Mm. Let me ask you this one, and, and, and you'll probably scream at me for this, but being a Michigan guy, What's it with Jim Harbaugh and his future with no certainty about a contract extension? Could he bounce back to the NFL? Um, Well, I would say this, that right now, anything's possible with him. I I think he's at Michigan, wants to be at Michigan, isn't leaving Michigan. I think next year is the last year in his contract, and they haven't had any discussions so far. Look, let's see how the season plays out before we're talking about Jim Harbaugh's future. I think that they're focused on Saturday night at Minnesota opening the Big Ten season. There's been a lot to get through to be ready for this season. Um, I think you have to see how this season plays out before. Again, there have been so many people that have come after Jim Harbaugh in the past, and I've always stood in the corner of who do you want that's better than him? Who's better for Michigan than Jim Harbaugh? To me, he's the right guy right now, and it has not been exactly as Michigan fans wanted. They've wanted more results. I get that. They want to beat Ohio State. I get that. But again, who are you going to get right now that's been better than him? I I don't think anybody out there. Mm. Hey, Adam, with the trade deadline looming, and we talk about Antonio Brown, who are some potential receivers or or big-name players that could be on the move potentially? Um. 
there's a lot of names floating out there. Marvin Jones hasn't produced this year, and people wonder whether Detroit, which has been active at the trade deadline, would be willing to entertain something for him in the last year of his contract. Uh, you've heard A.J. Green's name out there. That would make sense for Cincinnati to move on from him, get something back now for A.J. Green. Those are a couple of guys, names who have floated around out there. Uh, I think it, in a year like this, it's harder to make trades because of the COVID rules, because you know the cap is going to be going down next year. I think there are some issues this year. We'll see whether or not it impacts the trade deadline. I, I think it might, but I think teams are a little cautious whether there'll be as much activity this year as there's been in recent seasons. We'll keep an eye on that. The trade deadline is November 3rd at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Adam, thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. And as you probably know, there's probably something a little more important happening on November 3rd throughout the day. But (laughs) Adam, of course, is here to keep you up to date on the NFL trade deadline. There's a lot of big names as he mentioned. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin brought to you by Pennzoil. Crude oil is crude. Natural gas is pure. That's why Pennzoil's base oil is made from natural gas, not crude. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Somebody got in my ear and said, that's my anniversary. It's like talking about November 3rd. It's a huge day for everybody. It's a huge day for everyone. We should mention, if you're a big UFC fan, hang tight. Coming up on the Shell Pennzoil performance line at 9.30 Eastern, Dana White, president of the UFC, Habib and Gaethje, coming up this weekend. Conor McGregor, big fight coming up in January. The UFC president at 9.30. Still to come, he pitched less than five innings. And it was an amazing performance for the Rays. Yeah, it was. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.